So, welcome back. I am here with Brayden, and go ahead and introduce yourself, yeah. sir. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I'm Brayden Rogowski. Um, I am really, really excited to be here today, just because of the the unique perspective that, that this podcast provides on hey. media and how we consume it. So, I'm really <laughs> glad to be here with you, Levi. We're happy to have you. Um, not we, just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad too. <laughs> There's not a, a group. Um, so, tell me a little bit about how you like came to know star wars yeah absolutely it started when i was like five or six we had a playstation one and my brothers would always play the game jedi power battles yes and it was like the wonkiest game ever but Uh, from there i fell in love with lightsabers and being able to just you know enjoy the idea of the force and good versus evil and from there it perpetuated into loving watching all the movies and then every show and then Dressing up, and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> That's great. Um, I, you, I'm i really happy that there are people that have come forward that one of their first memories about Star Wars is video games, because I'm also kind of in that category. I mean, like, I watch, like, the old movies and stuff, but I, I loved playing, like, the, the pod racer game. We had oh, a Nintendo 64 yes. with that. So I, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then give us a little bit of background about your spiritual belief system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my beliefs all focus on the, the point that we're all equally loved by God, by our Heavenly Father. Um, and that the goal of life is to develop characteristics like his so that we can learn to live happier and lift others up. Beautiful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, so we are discussing The Force Awakens today, and we are doing that through the, the theme of humility. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, for some reason in my head, I thought this one was, like, a really matching theme. They actually had, like, a really hard time. Um, there's, um, there's also, so I, I really love episode seven. Um, this actually, I saw this movie, um, it came out in theaters, um, a day before I got married. Um, and so like Amanda and I went and saw it and then the next time we saw each other was when we were getting married. So, (laughs) and like the, that night, um, I actually ran to the theater with my brother and like, that's like the last thing I did. Um, it's like a single man as I went and saw (laughs) the force awakens for the second or third time or whatever. Um, so I, I have a lot of really good memories with this movie and I think that the characters are really fascinating and really complex. There's a lot of interesting things about him. Um, but when looking for humility, um, I thought it was interesting right in like the, uh, the scroll in the beginning. Yeah. Um, they talk about how like Leia is looking for Luke because like she feels like he's their last hope or whatever, but also that like the first order is looking for Luke. And I thought that it was an interesting example of humility in the fact that the first order recognizes that they have a flaw, like Luke Skywalker will defeat them or whatever and so like they have enough humility to be like instead of being like let's keep this super secret they're like everybody's looking for luke skywalker like find the map find the thing and so i just thought that was like a really i don't know like they're the bad guys but they have the first example of (laughs) still (laughs) humble yeah i loved also along those lines that leia saw the need to to seek out luke as well because she's She's led resistance before. Like, yeah, she's been doing true. fine up till, well, fine is relative, <laughs> up to this point, you know, but still realizes that what we're doing isn't going to be enough and we can't do this on our own. We uh, need that. this outside help. I, I really, so like, I love 
I, I, I didn't understand the following that Leia had until I got older and I started mm-hmm. to realize that like she's this really incredible st- strong female character mm-hmm. and the, like I want my child to be able to see someone like that and you know she saves herself and she's taking initiative mm-hmm. and leading people but I really like that you point out that she's also very humble that she has the ability to ask for help when when she needs it so I like that I think that it is um, ironic that the first like good guy we're introduced to, Poe, is the epitome of pride. He's the worst. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's very, very prideful. Um, and it, it, that like doesn't resolve or like it's not delved deeper into until like the next movie, The Last Jedi, where, yes. where that really kind of um, his hubris really shows there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that it's um, so like in the this trilogy, the sequel um, trilogy of movies, it, it kind of shows that his transformation goes from being a loner who like does everything mm-hmm. and he's really good at it to the to the very end when he's he's a real team player and he's able to interact with all these different people and realize that they all have these strengths and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really I really enjoyed um I don't know, kind of that whole, like, right there in that first scene, I was like, oh, yeah, Poe did everything by himself at the beginning, and that's so different from what he is at the end, so. Yeah, well, and I love Poe's arc, even through just episode seven, but also through the whole trilogy, where um, he meets up with Finn, mm-hmm. and they both have that mutual realization, you know, we need a pilot, and I'm a stormtrooper, like, together yes. we can get out of here. Yeah, I really... Alone okay, this is actually... I had a question about this. Okay. Um, so, um... Oh, and then I lost it. Where is it? <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't it? Um, well, maybe I didn't write it down. I just thought that it was interesting that like um he, um. I swear that I wrote this down, but I guess I did not. Um, so when Finn takes him away or whatever, and he's talking mm-hmm. to Poe, um, he tries to mask his need for something as a moral obligation right so he's like like it's the right thing to do and then he's like no you need a pilot and he's like yes i need a pilot like that's the whole thing and so i think that that really is a very interesting um like dynamic of humility um i i guess my question is why is it that the majority of people consider humility a sign of weakness and and how is it not i no i like that question a lot i think it's really really interesting when you take a look at humility because it's not saying that you're not capable of doing things on your own, but it's recognizing when something is too big for you. And oh I think God. sometimes that line gets blurred where people say, well, if you think lowly of yourself, you don't think you can do anything. And that's not true. I think humility is being able to recognize the line where you are incapable of doing something. I like that a lot. I, yeah, I like that. Because um, I also, that that was, I guess, kind of another question I had. Because I, I think that it's really fascinating that Ray, I think a lot of people would say Ray is the epitome of humility, but I actually don't think that she is. She's, it's more like, she's more almost like self-conscious. She has, she has zero faith in her capabilities, right? Like, um, the only thing that she does, um, really kind of engage in herself with is she was like, I can fly it. Like I can do this. I've practiced for that. Um, but that's, that's still to me, that is kind of a sign of this self-consciousness because, um, it's not like I can do this and I'm going to need your help Finn while we're trying to escape or like, like this is going to be difficult, but I think that I can pull this off. It's like, I can do it. And like, don't tell me otherwise. Like, like I'm in the zone. Like, do not talk to me. Like, like That's I talk a good to you. And I, I, I think that 
a mirror of that is actually Kylo Ren. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Because I... So, like, he is... um, Yeah, he's, he's just... There's so many signs of him being, like, he thinks that he's able to do something or, like, he's, like, yes, like, I've got this. And then Snoke or, or like, some circumstance or happenstance proves that he actually can't. And that's where, like, a lot of his character comes from is that he's, like, I don't know. But but why do you think that that is? What, what do you think is the difference between, like, that self-consciousness or, like, the being, having humility and knowing that you can do something but that you might need help doing it? Yeah, that's that is a pretty tough line, and I think Kylo Ren's a beautiful example of that, like you pointed out, because um, I think one of the reasons why pinning down humility during this episode was so hard for me was because of Kylo Ren, because mm-hmm. he has those moments where um, he gets really close to the line of humility, but maybe it's more out of fear or yes. reverence, you know, with like Snoke, mm-hmm. where um, with Husk. Or uh, he doesn't show like the same reference yes. or anything like that, and even at the end in the end scene with Han, you know he shows humility, but then <laughs> messes it up, you know. Like, um, but I think it's it's interesting that you pointed out that Ray doesn't necessarily show humility, but just shows confidence when she should be confident almost. Yeah. I don't know I if think, that makes sense. I think that, um, so I really like that you pointed out the the abusive relationship really between mm-hmm. Kylo Ren and Snoke, right? Mm-hmm. And I, um, when I was thinking about this, I so usually when I'm writing down examples or things that I found, I always say like, like if it was like obedience, then the opposite of it is disobedience. Right. And um, the I was thinking about the different you know language that we use around humility, and I kind of use pride as the opposite of humility. Yes. Um, but but I also thought that it was interesting that we don't really say like you you don't like make someone humble, you humiliate them. Like that's the proper terminology. Yeah. And I think that that's a really interesting thing that we have in our language and that we see a lot with Snoke. So like there's never really a time that Snoke like chastises or provides feedback or teaches Kylo Ren or General Hux without the other one there because mm-hmm. he wants them to humiliate each other. Like they he wants that yeah. infighting and that conflict between them to um, because that keeps both of them, like, they want to prove themselves to Snoke, they want to be better, but it also, like, keeps them in their place. And so I thought that was a really, um, because I feel like I have had that in my life. Like, when I was younger, I feel like I was really praised for, like, being, like, very obedient, very humble, and, but what they were actually praising me for was being quiet and, like, like keeping the status quo. Like, that's right. what I was being praised for. And so I, I, I like thinking of humility um it kind of made me realize that humility is more a like it's an action like there has to be intent behind it it's not just this passive thing that like i am quiet and therefore i'm humble because i think that's what you see with ray right like she's like i'm a nobody i'm in the background like i just need to go back to jakku right but she's not like that that's not being humble that's just being passive or or and that's a sign of of the trauma that she's experienced yeah so i I just think that that whole dynamic is really fascinating yeah well and i think that loops around really really well to i think it was your first question so far was why does society look down on humility like why is humility Mm -hmm. seen as a weakness and maybe it's because society believes humility is something that it's not that's yeah but refuses to like yeah like (laughs) recognize that right right that's something that will stick and stay for ever but 
think that's really interesting. That I is, like that I, I like that a lot too. That's very fascinating. Um, okay, so something else I wanted to address in that really, in the beginning sequence when Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers destroy that village or whatever, um, I described that village in my head as like a humble village, but it's because they were impoverished. Mm-hmm. Why do we tie humility with poverty? I think it's kind of, um, like, I don't, I, the reason I think it's problematic is because I think people are like, oh, like people that are in poverty are so humble. And it's as if they are saying like, um, they cannot do much good or there is not much good, but at least they're humble. And I think that that's, that's weird and problematic. What, mm-hmm. I, what, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it branches from the belief that people who are impoverished, that <laughs> people who are lacking in, in good circumstances, um, don't have anything to be proud of. Oh, oh. And so okay. if you don't have pride, you must be humble. That is fascinating. That's really interesting. Which is really sad. It is. <laughs> oh, it's very like sad. The... But that's also, like, that ties really well into Ray. Like, yes. in this line, they have that line that um, Snoke is, like, the scavenger. Like, this, like, nobody from this random desert planet, like, she bested you. And it's because there's that implied thing of, like, she's a scavenger. She's a nobody. She has nothing to be proud of. But she does. Like, she has yeah. this capability. And I, we see that, I guess, throughout all of these. Like, Luke is a farm boy. He doesn't know that he has this. And Anakin's this slave child that is in the, these terrible circumstances. So I guess I did I did not realize that... I, I, I've never thought of Star Wars being a story of, like, taking people who are in these poor circumstances and seeing how they rise to greatness. But I've never... I've also never thought that that kind of connected to humility, having that... Mm-hmm. Like, that it's not... It's not about you know that you have nothing to give it's that you are you can you still have things to be proud of you still have things that you can do i don't know yeah i like that i like that um one of the biggest things that i was confused on when i watched and i went ah, borderline humility maybe is um <laughs> you're gonna have to help me out here the planet that they go to with like the giant tavern uh taco donna thank you yeah. thank you <laughs> so when they're there um Finn goes off to go get transported to that. Yes. Room. And he starts talking to the, the mercenaries there. Um, and then when Ray comes and confronts him, he uses the line, I'm not a hero, I'm a stormtrooper. I think it's really interesting that he doesn't say, I was a stormtrooper. Mm, he still implies that he is. He says that he's not a hero, just explaining that he's not part of the resistance. But I think that may be an off way of showing humility because I think a part of humility is recognizing what you are and what you aren't. Like you know, that. being able to hold yourself in check by knowing, like, A, I can or can't do this because I know what I am or who I am. Do you think that that was, like, that was his way of asking for help? That, like, he didn't know how to, and so he's just like, I can't do it. I'm a stormtrooper. And, but, I don't know. That, that I've never thought of it that way. I've never even noticed that line. That's really fascinating. I... I think that's just terribly sad. That, I, I think that there there must be a way for us to experience humility and to be able to have that without thinking less of ourselves. I, I really, yes. I think that's something that, that's something that keeps coming up in this conversation that is really kind of bothering me. Like I want, I want my child to be able to um, think the world of himself, but also be humble about it and be able to ask for help. And I, I'm not quite sure what how because that's that's like a a spectrum right you don't want them to be on one side or the other how do they they walk that line i don't know Mm -hmm. 
and even thinking through the entire like Star Wars universe, I don't know if there is even just outside of Episode Seven like a good example of that. Because yeah. even in the sequel trilogy, you have Luke who is humble to the point where he believes he's a screw up. Yeah, you know, and he's messed up and doomed the galaxy. You know, or you have like we've talked about Ray, where it's a humility in some places. Yeah, or, like it's it's not it's not humility. It's it's um it's turning into like self degradation or yes. like, yeah like like. I yeah just I guess I guess humility is about having that um understanding your that like you you need help you need assistance there's stuff that you can't do but also still maintaining your self-worth realizing yes. that it's not like it's not because I I guess that's the thing is that if Finn were to be able to be like I um I am a stormtrooper and that has limitations but I am, I'm like, I made good decisions. I am a good person and I want to be able to use those things to move forward. I think that that, yeah, that this is like a really, I was not expecting it to be this complex. <laughs> this, there's a lot that goes along in this. Yeah, and following up with that, I think it's really interesting. About 40 minutes later, you see this finish up when um, Finn and Han and Chewie go on to the Starkiller base. Yes. And they find Rey. And we, mm-hmm. um, can't remember exactly how it goes about, but Ray finds out that it was Finn's idea to come back for her. And she goes, oh my gosh, it was your idea. And we see Finn not say anything. He just says, yep. And they move on. <laughs> Instead of it being like a, oh yeah, I came back for you. Because yeah. there's that weird kind of uh-huh. semi-romance thing going <laughs> yeah. on that never gets, yeah. Never gets yeah, figured but, out. I No, I, I agree with that. I think that... Um, I think that it's an interesting dynamic to see how, um, cause at that point, I think that everybody's realizing that, um, Ray is much more than everybody expected, yes. but everybody has. So I still, I still think back to the first time I saw this movie and up until when, uh, when Ray had the actual lightsaber in her hand, yes. I had no idea. And now I watched this movie and I was like, what do I mean? I had no idea. <laughs> like, she's like having force visions and like talking about the light side of the dark side and like using these force powers. And I literally, like she is using the force to like, like do Jedi mind tricks. And in the theater, I re- I literally remember being like, yeah, but Finn's the Jedi. Like, yeah, and that, I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> such a... That's such a like a, an embarrassing sexist moment for me that I was like she possible like th- it's impossible that that there's no way, but I I love um I love that we get to see I I guess that's another way that we get to see Ray's humility kind of develop because it does change from being I'm worthless and I have nothing to be like no I do have something but like I also like I don't know how to do this and we see it a little bit too in like the Last Jedi when she's like I have this I have no idea what to do with it and it's mm-hmm. like it's there and it's terrifying. And, um, and I think that that's a really cool aspect that we get to see is, is just this, this transformation from, um, helpless person that thinks that they're worthless to like, I can, I can do this. Like I have the capability to do that. So a a very interesting point. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about is the dynamic of just of Han Solo in general. Yes. <laughs> so I, um, I was talking with, um, one of my previous guests about A New Hope and there's that line in there where he's like, ah, the force, like that's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And we get to see him come from that all the way to this where he's like, it's all true. Like I, I can't deny it. And, yeah. and I think that that's a really interesting, um, 
So, like, even though he has, he's literally run away, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't handle this. I have to go back to to what I know that I can do. And I think that it's interesting that, um, I think it's a big sign of humility that he's still able to, like, declare the truth of something that he's run away from. Or something that he has, like, given up almost. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, But what... When I talked about Han Solo being humble, you said yes. What, <laughs> what what things did you see that made you think of Han Solo as a humble character? Yeah, really, one of the biggest things, and it's funny because every episode up until this one, he wasn't. You know, yeah. he was kind of <laughs> the opposite. But um, I love the conversation between Han and Leia where they're talking about Ben and yes. how they lost him, and I love that um, they talked about it wasn't Luke's fault. Like, oh, Luke lost Ben. Or it wasn't because Ben was force sensitive. He was lost. They said there were more things that we could have done. And there are more things that I think we still can do to help. And kind of were able to reflect inwardly on that. And even Han mentions, like, you know, there are things that we can still do. There's, you know, we did everything we could in the past, but we can still work on it. And imagining Han from original trilogy, like, (laughs) no way any of those words come out of his mouth. Yeah. But... I, I love that. I I just, I think that Han and Leia together, it's a very interesting dynamic. I was not expecting them to be apart when I went into the movie theaters like this. I, I thought mm-hmm. they were very much going to be a team. And a lot of people are really upset about that. And, but I think right. that it's actually pretty fitting. It, it's similar to when, I mean, um, there are a lot of different stories of grief when a couple loses a child and it's just very painful to be together. And I think that's something that we see in that, like, they're they're obviously, like, they bicker and they argue, and that's that's obvious from episode five when they're um, <laughs> real going at it. Um, but I think that um, something that I think is beautiful is that, um, so, like, they argue. They're, they're obviously not on the best terms, but they talk about their son. And right before Han leaves to do this thing, um, Leia holds him like they, they hug yes. and um I thought that it was a really if I was in Leia's position I think that I would have been so upset that I would have just been like just like just go and do your thing like mm-hmm. we talked about Ben that's great but like and that we can be unified on but like I'm a, I'm annoyed yeah, with you like like yeah. this is not okay but it is that small little act of humility and um that and forgiveness that I think lets it so that Leia because can you imagine if Han died and Leia's like, oh. I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't do everything that I could have. Like, I just sent him off to his death unknowingly. And I think that sometimes, like, that's a lesson that I can learn better from is realizing that, you know, like, having the humility to, to do those small things. Um, I mean, I don't think that Leia, like, it's not like she hugged him and she was like, and now we're all fine. Like, it's like, there's still problems. Like, then mm-hmm. we still have these boundaries. But, like, I don't know. I just thought that was a really... A beautiful little moment to try to, I don't know. Well, and I think without that moment, I don't think Han, being Han, would have been able to have that final encounter with Kylo Ren at the end, you know? Because it's something they talked about, it's something he felt, and then we see that moment that Han and uh, Kylo have at the end is a huge stepping stone in Kylo Ren's, like... Force visions in episode nine that yeah. ultimately help him turn it around. You know, I think that that actually might be the difference between the two encounters. That mm-hmm. here, like Kylo Ren is very desperate, right? It's this yes. really 
like he he um he talks he's like you know i need what i know what i need to do but like i'm worried to do it or whatever Mm -hmm. and in this situation he's like i i need to do it like i have to be able to do this and in episode nine it's like it's not that he needs to do it he's he's asking for help but it Mm -hmm. is it is humility that he's like i do know what i need to do but it's it's very difficult and i think that that's um that's another kind of part of that that arc that we can see in kylo ren is that he moves from being desperate and I think therefore, like, I think Kylo Ren is kind of, um, he has a hard time having his own purpose, right? Like he's, yes. he's just kind of manipulated. He's, mm-hmm. he's guided. And, and that's very similar to how Anakin was, right? Like yes. Anakin, his only purpose was to like save the one that he loved, but he, it's not like he had a plan of how to do that or that he was the one in, in control. He's being manipulated. And I think that, um, moving from that point to being someone who is, you know, who takes action, who is the one that is in charge of their own destiny. And I I really like that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that transition from, like we were talking about earlier, Kylo's like fear, quasi-humility thing, you know, into actual full-blown humility. I agree. Towards the end there. Okay, I want to talk about the lightsaber fight. I I think it's very beautiful and it's very blue. Uh, (laughs) Yes. A lot of dark, a lot of blue. Um... But that whole, so that whole sequence was obviously, it's very um, indelible, just all the way from when, um, you know, they're, they're all talking on the intercoms of like, like we have hope, like as long as there is light, there is hope. Mm-hmm. Like when the sun goes out, like that's when we need to fear or whatever. And watching Kylo Ren where like there is the light from the sun on one side and the darkness on the other and, and like really trying to figure that out until the point where it's just like, it's gone. Very beautiful stuff. Um, but the lightsaber fight, I think, is a very interesting dynamic um, between Finn and Kylo Ren and Rey, right? They yes. all have different parts to play in that. And I think that it's also really cool how it kind of... Um, it, I always felt that it was kind of a commentary on what we perceive to be like gender roles and and our internal biases about... Um, those types of interactions because I like like I said like I like Finn picked up the lightsaber and I was like yep here we go like he's the Jedi but when when um, when Finn does that um, and Ray does what she does later they are both drawing on each other right like it's not like Finn picks up the lightsaber and is able to fight and do that stuff because Ray was hurt and it's the same when Ray comes to like she's protecting her friend and she's um, doing those things. But, um, I really love watching the lightsaber battle because it, it always seems to me that Ray is very much so losing control. Like she is like super angry, super upset. And there's a lot of like wild hacking and slashing. And when there's that time when they've, they've locked sabers and they're sitting there and Kylo Ren's talking about a teacher and all those things, um, that it's really that moment when she realizes that like, it's not, um, that it isn't just about this power that she has, but it's about her ability to almost like, like ask the force for help. Like that's, yes, that's the yes. moment where she's like, okay, like it's not necessarily about me. It's about this thing that I'm able to, to access. And that's when she, even though she's still, I think very angry and there's a lot of right. rage in that fight, <laughs> um, that it's still like, that's what helps her succeed is being able to be humble enough to realize that it's not just her, like it's something else as well. So I just want, what are your thoughts on that whole, there's a lot in that fight. I think it's really fascinating. I love, love that thought. I didn't look at it that way. I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So I love it. Um, 
I noticed throughout that whole fight, up until that point, whenever they locked sabers or anything, um, Kylo Ren's lightsaber was always on top. Red was always on top of blue. Mm -hmm. After that moment, every time they locked, blue was on top. Fascinating. Like, then they do the weird, like, they're holding each other's wrists, Uh and the red one's the one that's stuck in the ground, and the blue one's up high. And I think it's really, really cool symbolism. Not entirely (laughs) sure if it was intentional, but... (laughs) That's really cool. I was looking, um... But no, I love being able to, because that's all being a Jedi is about. Yeah. You hear Yoda talk about it. You hear Mace Windu talk about it in less direct ways. Um, <laughs> Obi-Wan is a perfect example of it where they mention, like, this isn't about what our capabilities are or what being a Jedi is about. It's about helping the Force do the things that it can. You know, yeah. being a conduit, being able to look at something bigger than yourself. Yeah, I love that. I have never noticed that, and I think that's so absolutely fascinating. Um, I, on like a nerdier side of things, <laughs> this is the first lightsaber fight in the Star Wars movies that they were able to use um, lightsaber props that were able to emit light. And so oh. that's why it's really cool because all the colors are accurate, and like that's what it would look like if you're in a dark space with all these colors. So. Really cool little uh thing there, and Whoa. then yeah, and it has been years since I've watched this film, and so <laughs> I was watching it again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there were some moments where like I know Finn doesn't die in the end, but when Kylo like does that chop up his back, I'm like, oh he's a oh, no he's not <laughs> yeah. he's okay we're fine I know this, but it's really intense, but That's it is the... like such a good fight, like yeah. you're talking about all the colors and the chopping down trees and stuff, yeah. I'm like this is sweet, it's really cool, such a good movie, uh um. I think that the, so the last thing that we kind of talk about is what, um, how, after watching this movie through the theme of humility and talking about it here, what are, what's something that you want to take away from this and be like, okay, like that's how I want to be more humble or that's what I want. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think kind of the theme of what we talked about, or at least the biggest thing that stuck out to me is not letting my journey for humility help not letting that have me view myself lower yeah you know i don't want my my self-confidence or my view to get lower of me because i'm seeking humility like it's it's possible to be humble while also confident in your abilities yeah i agree i think that's the same thing that i learned through this process i want to i i just want to I, I guess that's like a healthy humility, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any form of beratement or or self-consciousness um, when I am asking for help, but understanding that asking for help is, is a, a way to, especially if it's something that's like important to me, that's just a way to make sure that things are more successful. I don't have to do things alone. Um, so I really love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking about this movie with me. Of course, <laughs> I really thanks appreciate for you. Me. It's been a blast. And um, yeah, thanks for everything. I hope that all of you are doing well, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>